0: Money, sex, roles. Wow. Just saying those three words brought back some vivid memories from Katie I's year of 2019 and some straight-up controversial and, I guess, very heightened arguments we had regarding those subjects. And today we're going to open up a little bit about uh, some of those arguments, disagreements, and some of the contention that came into our home around those three subjects. It's not because of those three subjects, but they were around those three subjects. And so we're going to hopefully you know, be honest. We're going to be transparent. Hopefully there's not TMI in this episode. Trust me, there won't be TMI. But Katie and I are really excited about our marriage. We're excited about 2020. And we're really grateful with what we learned in 2019 We're really grateful to grow from that into 2020. If you folks enjoy this podcast, Katie and I would be so thrilled if you're able to take the time to write a review on iTunes or to even just click one of the stars and leave a rating, preferably. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. not not the one star. If you're going to click the one star, don't click a star. Click the five star.
0: Click the five star. Okay, there you have it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that's the specific stars button we want clicked. It's the five stars button uh but folks so many of you have graciously left reviews i know that takes time that means so much to me that you've taken time to write reviews or to leave a rating and so thank you so much that means so it just means the world to katie and i so thank you and i do hope you enjoy this week's episode hey
1: done this on the podcast before but i just wanted to read a review from christina cox and it is it was just so sweet and you guys leave us in incredible reviews all the time and i just want to read at least one of them i mean there's so many but we're gonna read one tonight
0: and we want to start doing it more regularly yes we do because
1: yes. we we want to be able to acknowledge you guys and i picked christina's because her name was actually like on it on it instead of like the one right before it is UHKMD. So whoever you are, thank you so much for leaving us a review as well. Uh, But Christina said absolutely encouraged by this podcast. I'm a wife and mother, and this podcast is like a breath of fresh air for me. Nowadays, there are many Christians who have no idea what the Bible says about raising a family. This podcast is helping teach those who are in the trenches. It has taught me so much, and I'm constantly bringing up new conversations with my husband about the topics Elisha and Katie cover. Having a family isn't mundane work. Raising children is God's work, and I'm so thankful for the resource this podcast has been wow that is like so humbling so thank you that so, is so humbling. much christina and i really hope we can meet in person one day you sound yes. so like-minded
0: wow so much of that of what you wrote christina is like the desire of katie and i's heart
1: it is we want to like, grow in all we those want areas. to be able to grow in all <laughs> those
0: areas and if we're able to encourage that conversation in other people's homes and they're encouraged to grow in those areas then that's a total win And so thank you for sharing that. That, That's so cool.
1: So much.
0: Well, Katie, it's kind of a juicy episode.
1: Oh, are we on the other side of the intro right now? We are. Oh, okay. Yes. Tricky business.
0: And uh, I I mentioned in the intro, we're going to be talking about some marital uh, conflicts we had in 2019.
1: Yeah, we reached a whole new level of marriage. And I think it's cool because I feel like we're on the other side you're never done learning Mm. in marriage and i think that's we're just on the other side like we've reached a new level of depth in our marriage but lord willing in 2020 we will reach another depth and another level of marriage and i think that's so cool like marriage is something that's constantly growing and evolving and you're learning each other and you're changing as people too so you have to keep learning yes. each other.
0: Yeah. It's kind of fun because it, yeah. it you just are never going to run out of an opportunity to date your spouse and to learn what they're interested in and to learn what they're learning and what they're excited about.
1: Yeah. That's one thing cool. that actually really attracted me to Elisha when we were dating was that he was always learning. Like we could just talk forever and it was never the same conversation. Mm. And years later, we've said a lot of words and you're still I mean, even tonight, you are sharing new things that you are learning about. And I just think that's so inspirational.
0: Oh, cool. Thank you for saying that. And also, I just love that I look forward to date night because we just get concentrated. To, I get concentrated time to hear what you're learning. And I'm probably the the dominant one in the conversation. So I probably just unload all my thoughts on you. <laughs> no, so you I probably definitely. don't look forward to it as much as I do. But.
1: Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's my favorite time of my life. <laughs> going out with you and talking with you uh what was i going to say okay you just say what you were gonna say cool i need to remember yeah
0: like katie said we're really grateful with where we're at in our marriage and we feel like we learned uh, a lot in 2019 but a lot of that came through trials and through uh like i said conflicts in our marriage and uh, hopefully you don't need conflicts and trials to grow in your marriage i don't think you do need them i think you can grow without having a ton of conflict and without having a ton of, you know, just disruption in your marriage in a negative way. Um, but we had some learning through trials this year and we're going to share about that.
1: Well, yeah, because just how we mentioned, people are always changing. Life is changing too.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: really rare. You just get a static period of time where like nothing goes forward or backwards. And this year we reached some new com- levels of c- complexity in all of these areas. Yes. So we had more money this year than we've ever had in previous years. And so we had some more disposable income. So all of a sudden, Elisha and I had to start making decisions on this disposable income where before we had less of it, it was really clear. It was going to like groceries and rent, Yep. you know, like, and neither of us were kind of like the spend when you don't have any money kind of a thing. Yeah. So that wasn't a conflict for us. Yes. But then all of a sudden when we had more income, it was like, this is a new problem. Like yep. you don't want to put the money where I want to put the money. Yes. It was like, it kind of took me off guard. I think
0: me too. Cause like you said, we had never had big money arguments up until this year. No. And a lot of it is because it was just so obvious where the money needed to <laughs> yeah. go. And because both you and I had committed to not spending money that we did not have, uh, mm-hmm. which again, that can be a whole category of, of money conflict in a marriage. Um, but because we weren't, we that wasn't a part of either our is personality either mm-hmm. your or, or my personality um we didn't struggle with that so all of a sudden when we had a little bit more a little bit more income than what we needed the question then became well how do how are we going to spend this and once it was on the table like you yeah. said all of a sudden it was open for discussion and uh you had an opinion and I had an opinion and and I was caught off guard too and you know just since we're talking about money I'll I'll just kind of share a little bit about Uh, some things that happened this year in our marriage, not the particulars, but some arguments that came up around money and disagreements. And I, Katie and I believe wholeheartedly that it's not yours, it's not mine, it's ours. The money's, Mm -hmm. and it's God's ultimately, and then he blesses us with his money. And, uh, And so we get to choose together how we're going to put this money to work here in the world. And there is an instance where, I spent the money without really getting it approved with Katie because that's something that we try to have a principle on. I think we don't make a $50 purchase without the other person agreeing to it unless it's like a gas or groceries purchase. So we don't make like a $50 purchase or more uh, that's out of the ordinary purchase. And I did do that and Katie had every right to be upset, but I really reacted strongly to Katie being upset about it and really sent our entire marriage into a funk because of my extremely immature self-centered and egotistical reaction. Wow.
1: Okay. You did not even be hard on yourself because I feel like my reaction was again an overreaction and I could have been a lot more chill about it. Mm -hmm. It was literally like a $200 uh, difference. It didn't really matter. And that was honestly the first time this year where I started using the terminology, oh, it's your money or my money. Yes. And that is a killer. Yes. It is so bad because we have shared bank accounts, but I had been bringing in certain money from certain things this year. All of a sudden, I felt like this is my money. I make decisions on it. And then really, I wanted to spend our money and his money because... I was counting Elisha's money as going towards all our expenses and I spend all that too. Anyway, so it was kind of a a new thing for us. And I did not like that 50-50 feeling of all of a sudden he's coming to me to ask to spend my money and I'm coming to him. It's like, no, this is our money or I'm going to stop making money.
0: It's pretty crazy to think back on that conversation because when, we, when, at least for me, Katie, when I was in the middle of that conversation with you, I kind of could not believe we were having this conversation. I was I like, How did we get to this point in our marriage where I'm saying, That was your money, this was my money, that was my money, this is your money? And we were not just like having a conversation about it, we were fighting.
1: We weren't like screaming at each other at all.
0: It was for, for our standards, we it was like an argument. We were very upset. We were yeah. upset. Yeah. It was emotional. It was extremely emotionally yeah. charged. And so even though I hated the fact, that we were having this argument, this discussion, I still wasn't about to cave on how I felt.
1: (laughs) I know. It was like growing up, I remember my parents, they had a joint bank account. My mom brought in a few hundred extra dollars like from harp jobs and stuff. But that was very specifically like for her to highlight her hair or whatever. It was like very on the side money. And so I guess because my dad brought in the only income in the home for the majority of my years growing up, it was just like, I would look at other people that had these like conflicts and I was like, they're so dumb, (laughs) you know? And then all of a sudden I'm using this terminology that I've heard other people use that I just thought was clearly tearing apart through marriage. Mm -hmm. And it definitely had a negative effect on ours.
0: Yeah. So Katie, do you remember what some things are uh, that helped us get through this conflict? Because once again, this was a conflict that in the middle of it, I did not see a resolution. I didn't see how we were going to be able to, come to a place of understanding and agreement there was a there was a point in this conflict i think it, like the argument lasted just maybe a, a couple hours but i think that we didn't come to agreement in that first argument and so we just kind of you know decide we we agreed to disagree yeah and try to go on with life so i think that this a uh, conflict in our marriage was there was present for multiple days and there was a point you know in that multiple day period where I just had no clue if we were going to resolve this or how we were going to resolve it. And so what are some things that, that we used to get through it?
1: Yeah, well, I think it might have been a couple months.
0: Wow.
1: It was a pretty long time.
0: Wow. Yeah, really? Well, okay, yeah, that well, timeline is okay. crazy.
1: I think it was I think it was a short – we are having two conversations. One was a long time earlier when, like, you spent some money for <laughs> – it's, so, it's like so dumb. It was like such a small amount of money. And it was for like something we both wanted. So it was ridiculous. And then we had another conversation where I did the whole like your money, my money thing. Mm-hmm. And that was quite a bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of a sensitive subject in between those times. And I think one thing Elisha and I have committed to, we've shared about this before, is that we aren't going to let a subject go completely under the rug in our marriage. Yes. But that doesn't mean that we aren't going to agree to disagree for a period of time Mm -hmm. and just come back around when we aren't as emotional. Yes. And so we did that with this topic a few times. Yes. Like it wasn't working. And so we didn't like leave like mad at each other. You know, we'd give each other a hug. We're like, okay, we've got this, but we knew nothing was resolved.
0: Yes. Yes. And And like I said, uh, we carried on with life and that was, It was kind of disconcerting, for sure.
1: Yeah, it was.
0: But at the same time, we knew we we were aware of our each other's. uh, At least I was aware of my own emotional state regarding the subject. Mm
1: -hmm. So no, like,
0: man, like I just cannot agree with her, and you cannot agree with me. Like, why do we continue to beat our heads against this this stone?
1: Because sometimes you don't, you aren't going to get any fresh perspective in that moment. Hmm. Like, I had to go out and. Like, maybe you had to think about it. I had to talk about it Mm -hmm. just briefly to my mom, just, like, how I felt. And I think sometimes one or the other, you need to get some new perspective. Maybe, like, sometimes I read, like, Christian blog posts online and just try to get, like, different perspectives of what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. Because you can get so stuck in your own head, that's like you just can't ever see from the other person's point of view.
0: Yes, but, like, what Katie said, um, or not but. I 100% agree with what you're just saying. I'm like trying to jump to my point really quick. Jump uh, to your point. Yeah. Uh, I do want to highlight, I should say, what Katie said a, a moment ago, and that we will refuse to shove any conflict under the rug uh, and just try to pretend like it's not there. We We're not going mm-hmm. to do that for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. We will postpone a conversation or put something on the shelf, like you said, until we feel like we've kind of emotions have subsided
1: we're talking yeah like a couple days a couple
0: days yeah or maybe you need to sleep on it Mm -hmm. and it's i think it is such a good goal for couples to try to not go to bed mad at each other and that's certainly we we live by that but that doesn't mean we always come to agreement before we go to bed Mm -hmm. uh Yeah, and so we don't want to go to bed mad at each other, upset at each other, but we will kind of agree to disagree, and Mm -hmm. we'll hug. We'll say, "Well, I, you know, I still like you. Yeah, I love you too. Okay, yeah, this is is all right. Let's go to sleep, and then we'll, you know, we'll carry on tomorrow with with our life." And this is one of those subjects that it it was a few go arounds for us before Mm -hmm. we were able to find a place of understanding, and that we were a hundred percent and a hundred percent in alignment and in agreement. And it came, but I think that having that firm belief that we were not going to just try to move on with our life never no. having you know a resolved mindset regarding money was a was a pivotal thing for us.
1: Well yeah because regardless of what that time frame was I can't really remember it money was a sore subject anytime that came up when we were trying to resolve that and we were not seeing from other, each other's perspectives I cannot imagine whether that was like a week or a month or whatever If we did not resolve that, and we just continued doing the same things, that was 100% going to affect every area of our marriage over time, kind of having this nuclear effect, I feel like, and tear down our marriage.
0: Yeah, it would have been just a cold, kind of stale, dead marriage. Yeah, like we're committed
1: to this because we're committed to it, but it was going to be dead.
0: Yes. Wow, I think you're so right. And it was
1: like a dumb issue. That's what I'm saying. Like, this was not a huge thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that so often that's what isolates couples over time are these little issues. But you just can't see from the other person's perspective and Mm -hmm. you can't fake it. Mm -hmm. Like, we legitimately had to work on this. Mm -hmm. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to agree with you because I want to have a good marriage. But, like, in your heart, you don't agree. That doesn't do anything.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, anyways, I know that that's a common a common uh, subject of conflict in marriages. And we've, I feel like that's kind of like our first round of deep conflict over money.
1: Yeah, it totally was. And it also kind of sidelined, and maybe this is why I have this longer time frame of about two months, because October and November were pretty stressful for us. I think the money issue was during that time frame, right? Yep. And then also we had a lot of conflict over roles. Yep. And again, it was a similar thing. Yes,
0: they kind of played; they kind of bled into each other. Yeah, they started
1: yes. really bleeding into each other, and all of a sudden, I was not being Elisha's helper and the help me that God designed me to be. And so, our house was getting run down. The kids were getting whiny and fussy. We weren't eating at home, and people might think like, "Oh, those are traditional values or whatever." But this isn't traditional. This is the way God designed it. He designed a wife to support her husband in the way that he wanted to be supported and needed to be supported. And right. for Elisha, that was me being very heavily involved in homemaking. That yeah. is how he felt supported and he feels his best to be able to go out in the marketplace and do what he was created to do.
0: Yeah. I think that like what Katie said, just to clarify, uh, you know, when God made Eve as Adam's help meet or, or helper or the, his kind of the, his, the fulfillment of Adam, the completeness of Adam, uh, that I think is where, where the wife thrives is in that position. And a, and a marriage can really thrive when both, when the husband's honoring and serving his wife and, and loving her as Christ loved the church and, and the wife used her as that, but like you said, that does look different. That doesn't always look like keeping the house clean, preparing the meals, doing the laundry. Those are like some, you know, those are the stereotypes that you hear about. But I do think that you really honor me when you, when you discover that those things made me feel very supported and very mm-hmm. appreciated and loved and respected then you set out to do those things
1: and I will say this though on that note that yes this is not the same for every man but I was surprised when I saw you know that book Willard Harvey's or whatever his needs her needs mm-hmm. and the study he did on just what your average or typical yes. male needs. Yes. And this was a
0: secular study. Domestic
1: support was on there. Yes. And so I man. would definitely just like give some thought to that. If you feel like your husband doesn't care at all. Um, because I think a lot of guys aren't willing to say in this society. Yeah. It's such
0: a social they want it. taboo. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Because um, the, the woman empowerment movement kind of like says that's dumb. And it's not dumb. It can be actually a really incredible thing. So that said, though, I was, all of a sudden, my little YouTube channel that had been this fun little hobby thing, all of a sudden I was waking up to emails of people not wanting to send me free product, but wanting to send me hundreds of dollars to make a video. Mm-hmm. And so suddenly my income jumped from this little side hobby thing, it wasn't really a big deal, to being equal to Elisha's paycheck. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of overnight and it was really exciting. Yeah. And so we were both like, yeah, like let's do this. Yeah.
0: Both of us were like, yeah. are you kidding me? This is great. <laughs> this is extra fun money for the family.
1: Exactly. So I just started saying yes, yes, yes to all these sponsors that basically wanted me to share my product in, in return for payment,
0: share their product. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Share their product in a video Yep. in return for payment. And I committed to these deals through the end of the year.
0: Yeah. From like back in like August. This was in about August. August. Yeah. yeah.
1: So August and September, you know, it was new. It was exciting. It was like, we're just going to push through, you know, the house is just going to be dirty. We're just going to eat at Burgerville one more time. <laughs> Kids <Yeah. laughs> aren't going to wear clothes for one more day. And about August, At the beginning of october elisha cracked and was like what is going on like my life is turned upside down i come home you're like running off to go do something and it wasn't what you (laughs) what you wanted and it wasn't what i wanted either which is kind of the the crazy part about it but it's really hard to say no to something that seems like such a good idea and i think satan does this a lot Mm -hmm. is It seems like a good thing and Elisha and I were initially on the same page of saying yes to all these commitments but then I was committed to everyone else and I wasn't Elisha wasn't my first priority anymore honestly like quite frankly my kids weren't my first priority anymore because I was under contract to have someone else as my priority Hmm. and that just that really sent us for a loop there yeah and
0: and you know Katie was talking about where she was at and all that time but I was I became extremely passive as a leader as just a man throughout this season uh, not only was I not feeling confident in my walk with the Lord, I was not feeling confident in my personal disciplines I was not getting up early I was having a hard time sleeping I was not exercising on a regular basis I was not eating healthy some of those core basic, Uh, fundamentals of life that can really make you feel either confident or lack confidence. I was lacking confidence as a result of my lack of discipline in all of those areas. So I didn't have this, uh, this thriving walk with the Lord to feel like I could speak life into my wife and speak life into my children and lead our home spiritually. And so I really kind of deferred to whatever the day's events you know presented and similarly with our family's health and you know what we were eating or not eating i just was extremely passive in having an opinion or leading our family and if you know everybody's personalities are different and katie's personality when she senses a lack of leadership from me mm-hmm. she doubles down on her ability to lead and to go out in front because katie is a go-getter If she doesn't know what to do, she's going to work. If I don't know what to do, I'm going to kind of chill out and, like, wrestle with the kids.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that starts to build up resentment within me because as I start to get insecure, I started becoming insecure knowing that I wasn't giving Elisha what he needed to thrive. And seeing him kind of deteriorate, I was like, I know this is a bad thing. Like, I've been raised to know that this is a bad thing because my parents were really – they. They do a lot of like marriage coaching and counseling and stuff. And so I'd heard all my life, sometimes if you get to just, I guess, different things can trigger a man feeling insecure. And Hmm. I was starting to see my husband become insecure. And as a result, I started becoming insecure in my role, and I just sped up. I just started doing more. I just started committing to more. I just started going to these places, into these these commitments that made me feel good about myself because I knew that I was failing my husband
0: momentarily. Yeah. They like,
1: exactly, exactly. Like I, I started going to like work to me. is like kind of almost like a drug. It's like a workaholic syndrome, I guess. And so I can, I turn to it as a, I don't know, to mask my problems. a coping mechanism sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. It was a coping mechanism. So basically we knew we were really out of balance. We knew that, We wanted, like, Elisha and I, in our picture-perfect vision, wanted me to stay home with our kids, to keep our house running smoothly, to operate within my God-given skills and abilities, but not to do so at the expense of everything else.
0: Yeah, and and again, I just want to reiterate, that was our agreed-upon vision, and still is, and was, even in the midst of that, I guess, cattywampus season, Yes, we both knew that's what we wanted. And yet, circumstances were not presenting that to us at all. And so we were just kind of going with the circumstances rather than taking control of the yeah. circumstances and creating our own boundaries and guidelines.
1: And I think, like most women, when they start to feel the pressure of leadership or even maybe the pressure of provision, the pressure of provision, I like it. <laughs> the pressure of provision, whether it's real or unreal, I started to feel this bitterness and resentment. And Elisha and I started to both resent each other and both become bitter towards each other. And, you know, the cool thing is, is God so faithful to remind us of what we ultimately desire to Mm. have in our marriage. And I feel like he was so faithful to wake us up. And I was so thankful that Elisha was willing to have those hard conversations with me because he doesn't like to come from me. He knew it was going to be, uh, I wasn't going to be like super happy, I guess (laughs) when he told me, um, that things just were not how they should be. But it's like someone needed to take that step of saying that our life is out of balance. Mm-hmm. No one's happy in this situation. We need to do stuff to change it. And I mean, on a very practical note, we couldn't just like wake up the next day and change it. Mm-hmm. It was months. Like I just fulfilled my last commitment a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But we started getting united. We started being on the same page of, well, at least we both are working towards a common goal. And I just said no. I mean, in a very practical way. What ended up happening is I said no to people who wanted to commit my time.
0: Yeah. Well, I would say that it actually did change instantly Mm and that you were willing to let down all of your contractual uh, agreements for the sake of me and our family at that point. Yeah. We did become priority again instantly. Mm -hmm. And you would have you know, had a, you would have breached the contracts for those things if it was for the well-being of our family. Yeah. And so I, I, I sensed that in you immediately. I think mm-hmm. that was genuine, but we both agreed just for the sake of, you know, I guess a good name in the marketplace and trying to honor your commitments to these, yes. to these companies, you wanted to do your best to fulfill these contracts. Mm-hmm.
1: And basically I stopped doing all the other things to grow my business And only fulfilled the contracts. I did like Mm -hmm. the bare minimum. We put the brakes on everything. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing is, is I think that this opened up even a bigger door of opportunity because now I get to create my own products Mm -hmm. and I'm creating my own things where I'm not committed to anyone else. I'm doing this on my own time. Mm -hmm. I'm still using my God given gifts and abilities. I'm still going to be able to earn some money for our family because I do love doing that. It's fun for me. But it's no longer taking over our lives. Yes. And Elisha has really, like, in the last month and a half, just stepped up in taking leadership for our family. And mm-hmm. even, like, that whole provision piece, as he saw me step down and saying, okay, I'm willing to live off of your income. Mm-hmm. We don't need my income. I don't need to have all these sponsorships and all these deals. I just felt like his the seriousness with which he was treating his career went up a hundred percent. Yes.
0: When I felt that, that it was th- that shift of you turning your heart towards our home and towards me and the children and prioritizing that and me taking on the, the full knowing that I once again had the full responsibility of providing financially for our family. Um, you know, again, I've said this quote before, but I love this quote by our friend, that's, that says men are like semi-trucks. They drive better with a heavy load. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a clear example of that being the case for me and for us. All of a sudden, I started getting up when my alarm went off and going to work with more enthusiasm and being more motivated to be professional and to perform at a higher level in, in the marketplace.
1: Yeah. And one thing that has been really helpful for us as we were talking about this is if we cannot see eye to eye on something, often physical touch for us, is a good way to like diffuse the moment mm. and just be like, we're still united. Yep. We're working on this together, even if we don't agree tonight or yes. even if we don't agree today.
0: Yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. Like, I mean, the simple act of just when we're, we were just talking about this before the podcast, when we'll have a, a brief you know, misunderstanding or disagreement when we're driving in the car, just a simple act of like, we start holding hands, you know, across the seat from each other. Mm -hmm. And we like feel physiologically like that tension kind of come out. Yeah. And it's like, you remember you're in this for the long haul. You're on the same team and you're going to resolve it over time. If you have to work and work and work for years, you know that, no, we are going to fight to resolve this issue and work to resolve this issue. And that's always kind of a comforting uh, realization. Yeah, I think.
1: exactly. It brings comfort in that moment, I guess, of like when Elisha holds my hand and I know like I've kind of been annoying him. It's like, Oh, well he still loves me. Like he might not like me right now, but we're gonna, you know, I can make it up to him. Sure. He's we're, still open to me. We're very
0: committed to each <laughs> yeah. other. And I do want to say really quick, Katie, before, you know, we carry on, carry yeah, on I to a different so subject. Annoying. Well, yeah, I, I could tell. And I <laughs> wanted to just acknowledge as an encouragement to you and really to to others listening, I think Katie has done just a tremendous job of using her god given gifts and abilities uh for business and for entrepreneurialism, using them and putting them to work, but not sacrificing and not forsaking what she feels is her primary callings, and that is you know honoring the Lord through through her relationship with him and her, the way she conducts herself, uh, but as being a wife and being a mother. And like you said, in honoring me and being a, an, an awesome keeper of the home. But then in addition to that, like you said, you've gotten creative and being very business minded, not superseding those things. You know, there is mm-hmm. it's down on the priority list, but you, it wasn't an all or nothing. And I think that oftentimes, actually not oftentimes, I think all of the time culture tells you, If you're called to something, then you have to do that and you have to forsake everything else. Mm -hmm. And so I think that uh, you might truly have the calling for social justice, say. And so you say, I think the Lord's put it on my heart to be, you know, a, a social justice warrior. Well, I think that could very well be the case, but I don't think it should ever come at the expense of your marriage or your children. But I think you should still pursue that.
1: Yeah. You just have to get creative. Yes.
0: Culture's not in and, and society's not going to give you an easy course on how to do that. They're only going to offer you full-time jobs or, you know, you know, getting your master's degree or your doctorate in a certain field and working 80 hours a week and having that be your identity. That's what society offers you. That's mm-hmm. the clear path. So you sometimes you have to create your own path if you want to fulfill some of those desires and yet still honor God through prioritizing the things that God would have you prioritize.
1: Yes, that is so true. And I guess I could just testify the last month. You know what's cool is that it's been the biggest months in our online businesses. We've earned more money online than we ever have. And there has been more peace in our home than there has been all of the fall.
0: Oh, and you've so prioritized... Our home and our marriage and our children so so far above business.
1: Yeah. And I just think, I think that's, that's just how it should stay. I mean, I think that's how it should be. I think that's how it was created to be.
0: I agree. Well, Katie, it's funny because we were going to also talk about a third subject that brought about a lot of conflict this year, but this episode's getting kind of long.
1: I was going to segue, you know, from the like, we have, you know, we, have physical touch when we can't agree, but then like, what about your disagreement? What if your disagreement is about physical intimacy?
0: Yeah, because then what? Because Katie, would you agree when we've got you know disagreements over money or roles, like we were talking about? Sometimes the best thing to resolve those things is like physical intimacy. Oh yeah, and it's like, oh wow, I really like you, you know. And, and we can, when we can, yeah, it when, gives you like hope, you know. It when gives you excitement. A spouse
1: initiates when you know things aren't good i don't know you just really feel at least when elisha is like wants to initiate when things aren't good i feel like oh well he still like wants me mm-hmm. <laughs> and like i don't know it's just sometimes even if i'm like kind of resentful at first it's like or not resentful kind of like reserve, resistant resistant yeah. yeah it's kind of like you still want to be pursued and you still want to know that like at least for me that
0: yeah you're appealing yeah
1: yeah you know that's always nice <laughs> <laughs> Uh, be annoying, but I'm appealing.
0: <laughs> but uh, so that's one of our you know go to remedies for dis for disagreements. That said, the subject of sex was of great disagreement at a certain point of 2019 for a pretty long. Would you say a couple, Again, months, a as couple well? of months? A couple A couple months. I think
1: it was all kind of around that same time. Mm-hmm. Like this wasn't like the entire year. No, it was legit like august september things we are kind of in a crunch mode we are moving louis was born there was a lot of stuff going on Mm -hmm. alexia you know had a new job and then in october through november everything hit the fan yeah and then december we started resolving it and i can't tell you how good january's been yeah it's been really great i'm serious it It has been yeah legitimately cannot tell you how good january's been
0: yeah so i think we're going to save kind of talking about what we learned and what um we, we went through oh, with our disagreements and our kind of our the contention that was around our intimacy our sexual intimacy um and how we
1: resolved that later yeah
0: and how we did resolve that later um, um, a
1: couple of things i do want to say though just for conflict in general is approaching if you're going to like confront your spouse on something i heard this somewhere and i thought it was so helpful it's to approach the person with the same tone and attitude that, that you want there to be at the resolve of the conversation hmm. and so i think of that if i am going into something like i have beef to pick with elisha right mm-hmm. and or a bone to pick or beef sure. whatever. <laughs> i have a problem with them depends on
0: how hungry you are
1: exactly Yeah. and i'm going into this conversation If I am going in aggressive and upset and emotional and, like, ready to just pound his guts out, then is that, I guess, is that what I want in return? Mm -hmm. Like, do I want him to come back at me defensive and aggressive and telling me where I'm lame and just, like, (laughs) pounding me back? You know what I mean? Is that what I want? Or do I want to come to him humbly and saying, hey... Unemotionally and say, hey, you know, the other day when you did this, it made me feel this way, uh-huh. and X, Y, Z. And then he, ultimately, I want to come back to me and be humble and say, oh, yeah, I noticed I was wrong. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I don't know if I'm doing a good job. I'm, like, trying to role play this. But basically... The key is just approaching someone with the attitude that you want to have at the end of the conflict.
0: Yes. That's so good. Keep the end in mind. Start with the end in mind.
1: Exactly. Start with the end in mind. Nice.
0: That's, that's good.
1: Like, yeah. How do you expect someone to be like, oh, great. Thank you for saying all those awful things to me. Like, I just really love you and see where I was wrong. You mm-hmm. know, that's typically not how it goes. Mm-hmm. So.
0: That's good. Folks, thank you for listening. Uh,
1: (laughs) I was just like, great, we are done.
0: (laughs) No, well, let's get into that time of night. Let's get into that point in the podcast episode.
1: It's another night where we started a different episode and had to call it quits halfway through.
0: We did. We weren't going to do this episode yet, but we were going to do it eventually, so I'm glad we did it tonight. Yes, me too. It was good. Folks, thank you for listening. Again, I hope that you just... Are able to have conversations with your spouse, with your family members, about anything that about you, us about and our well, lives well no and our you know I'm sure you disagree with some of the things skating and I do I mean maybe you do maybe you don't I don't know I wouldn't blame you if you did uh, I <laughs> we're
1: trying to figure it out too you guys yeah. I do want to say that like anything we said today like we were kind of shooting from the hip yeah and so we this was not like scripted out where we were thinking of how things could have been taken. So just take everything with a grain of salt. And if you disagree, that's totally fine. Just talk about it. You know? Yeah. I think it's so good. Spark some conversation between you and your spouse.
0: Yeah. The best thing you can do is be united with your spouse in your disagreement towards Katie and I. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. (laughs) You know, if that's
1: what it takes, (laughs) glad we could play a part.
0: Yeah. All right, folks. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.